Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's time to put another shrimp on the barbie for Pittsburgh Steelers Touchdown Under. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from the land down under. So get another Vegemite sandwich. Brian, Brian, Brian. That accident needs some work, mate. I'm sorry. but Why? like, I mean, I'm, I'm Australian. No, Brian, you might be a good stiller, but I don't know about Aussie, mate. There's some work to do, but good try. Brian, Brian, mate. Mark, come on, back me up here. You're my boy. I can't back you up. I'm sorry. That was a horrible accent, and for some reason you brought in the Vegemite sandwich at the end. Um, All you got to do is start with, g'day, mate. How's it going? That's all you need. That's all you need for the Can I try it again? Yeah, mate. How's it going? That's heaps that better. That's like that's ten times better. Hundred percent. All right, oh. I tell you what, I'm I'm gonna go back to uh, not my Yinzer accent, but I'm gonna go back to just my regular BAD accent. I'm just gonna be bad with you here. I'm just gonna be the podcast producer, and I don't belong on the show. But you know who does? Maddie Peverall, Mark Davison. They are doing a fantastic job with Touchdown Under. You have only had an opportunity to really listen to these guys every single week since August. And they're doing so well, it's time that they get their own show. So that's it. They have their own show now. You don't need me here to ugly up the works because these guys are going to be now the eye candy of BTSC. The Scobros are no longer our poster boys. They're not our hot guys anymore. We've got the boy band, Maddie P, Marky D, and they're ready to go. Be good to them. I love these guys. They're great. They're true Steeler fans. And you don't need me here. So... Fellas, good luck. Enjoy. I'll be watching. Cheers, Thanks, Brad. On you, on you, mate.
Awesome. So, wow. listeners, welcome to the first Steelers Touch Down Under live with Matty P, Marky D. It's awesome to be joining you across YouTube. We usually join you guys um, on our podcast show that's been going live on your Saturday mornings. We record them in the future on Friday nights. We're now in the future as well, 5 p.m. Eastern time or just after 5 p.m. Eastern time. It's 9 a.m. on Sunday, so we are coming to you in the future. We hopped in that little DeLorean and we're joining you live. But Mark, how good is it to be with everyone on YouTube? Oh, it's it's bloody awesome. Like it's yeah, I'm a bit nervous, excited. Um, but it's it's good to be here talking Steelers football. Like we normally get up on uh Monday morning or like 3 a.m., 5 a.m. to watch our Steelers like we will tomorrow. So we're the we're the one of the last shows before uh, we start talking uh watching football. Um so yeah, let, let's see how we go on the live uh, platform. And Gara says, "G'day, how's it going?" Um, yeah, this is this is new for us, and it's new for you guys. Um, and all, all I want to do, if I can put anything to show, is make everyone like happy, laugh, and let's have fun. Like, there's a lot of stuff going around the world, but let's have a good time. And we've got to make sure these brownies lose. That's it, mate. But look, we've even got we've even got a Pittsburgh guy living in Sydney in the house. So welcome, mate. Thanks there you for go. joining us. It's early. Oh. It's early morning mm -hmm. on a Sunday for us. So you know, awesome. Great to have you on. And that's the other thing that's a bit different is we've had some really loyal audio listeners since we started a couple of weeks before <clears> the season. But we don't necessarily know the names behind those listeners. And so it's great that we're able to interact with you guys from time to time through the live chat. So looking forward to doing that, particularly toward the back end of today's show. But Mark, the title of today's show is How to Slam the Browns Playoff Door Shut. And so that'll be really the theme of what we're, we're covering. What was the moment of the week for you this week, like in the lead up to this week's game? I mean, what's what's really typified the build up to week 17, last match of the season? Well, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Um, uh, I, th I think it's got to be, I was watching the Steelers versus Browns, the, the Renegade game in 2002 with the playoffs. Um, and then I started to watch that game, and I was like, okay, the, the, the Browns were in the playoffs, and we played Renegade twice, and we come back, I think, 17 points. Maddox was in there. You had uh, Krita. Um, you had, I can't pronounce the guy's name, but it was um, Chris Fua Malu, Malu Arte. I do apologize. That might be a, a good pronunciation. I'm not too sure. He ran in for the touchdown. Um, so I was watching that, watching that game on the, on the game pass, and I started to think, like, that was the last time the Browns had been in the playoffs. And then when you really think about it, um, the Browns have to win this game, and there's so much pressure on Baker to win. And I think this is like the moment this week. I'm thinking, yeah, is, is Rudolph our guy? Maybe, maybe not. But this is the game where I think he can just go out there and sling it because there's no pressure. You know, it's not like last year when he had so much pressure on him and he had to perform. He was doing check down Charlies and all those kind of things. It's Baker that he can't turn it over, and it's Rudolph. Um, yeah, he can sling it 30 yards, 40 yards. I don't know how you feel in this situation, but this game just feels good to be a Steeler fan. Yeah, it does. Equally, though, we've seen COVID really play its part this week. So we know breaking news about a couple of hours ago, I think just now it's gone. Um, Joe Hayden, COVID list out of this week. And depending on the scheduling, likelihood is out of next week as well. So that's a massive loss. We've seen that. A couple of chats in the live chat have said the same thing. That's massive going into this game. Um, we've already this week, we've got Ben out, Boswell's out, Terrell Edmonds is out with a shoulder, Maurice Pouncey's out, TJ Watt in the last couple of hours has been ruled out as well, which I think is a good thing. He'll be disappointed because he obviously wanted to keep those sacks yeah. going, break Steelers record, solidified defensive player of the year. And just like Jesse James caught that catch, 
TJ Watt had that defensive player of the year taken away last year. He should have won that. But also Hayward's out too. So it really changes the mix of this game. Not only do we have Mason at quarterback, we've now got a lot of these solid starters that are out of the game. He, he should get that. Like, TJ should get that defensive player of the year this year. I don't care what anyone says. He, he is a wrecking ball. He is the... He is our key piece to our defense. With him in there, everything just seems to change. Um, Mike can get free. Our our other lineman can have a go. Min can come down, come down to the box and, and pick off those routes. Um, yeah, we're missing quite a few players, but like I'll cheer him anyway. Like they're, they're they're not the favorite in this one, and there's so much pressure. But I think yeah. I think that's going to help us a little bit. Like I think the players. Um, can just turn up and play some football. Like, we're going to miss Joe, and I think Ebron's out for that that COVID thing. Yeah. Um, now, that's that's two big plays as well, but if we, we can we we can win the first playoff game, which we, we hope to do, then you've got them, you've got them healthy or hopefully getting um, over the COVID, then you'll be good for next week. So, yeah, very, very interesting. Every day I wake up, we wake up in the morning, um, Steel Nation out there, and we get our news, so it's like five, your 5 p.m. Yeah, I wake up at seven a.m. Or, or one hour ago, and we've missed half a day of news. So it's quite. Well, that's it. Yeah, it's often a really big, big one for us to sort of catch up on everything in the first few hours of the day, and, and you know, because while we are in the future, as Mark said, we do have this situation where we do have things sort of slow. We feel behind at the same time, so it's quite interesting from that perspective. But look, before we jump into this week's game and obviously our usual, we can try and keep our usual format to a large degree with this live YouTube show. So for some of you, that'll be really new if you weren't listening. And for our audio listeners, it means that you really get to like, you know, keep that sort of format that you're used to with a few tweaks as well. Um, apart from these COVID tests and players being out and it obviously being week 17, we Steelers have locked in the playoffs. A couple of other big things happened this week. We had, we saw some Steelers win some awards. So Ben Roethlisberger got the Chief Award from the Pittsburgh chapter of the uh, Pro Football American Writers um, sort of chapter, where Claypool get the Joe Green Award for Best Rookie Performance of the Year. And then you saw TJ in the last couple of days voted MVP by his fellow teammates. So, Mark, what are your feelings about those awards? Deserve it? Um, yeah, yeah, they definitely are. Claypool definitely for the rookie. Now, I'll be very honest again. I'm not too sure. Like, I know the Chief Award is... is um, with, with Art Rooney and, and, and stuff like that for Big Ben. So, and he's a yep. leader of our club. Um, Quaypool, definitely for the rookie. Um, T, TJ, now, I, I remember, uh, it might have been a post or a press conference this week, he was saying, you can see it in, in his in his manner. He just wants to win a Super Bowl. And this is this is going to be the, the run this year or even next year if we don't, if we do fall short. So, TJ, being team player, how can you not get rallied behind that guy? Like it's it's I know in one of our um one of our shows we didn't even mention him because we just know that he's there and he's he's is he in his fourth year now? Fourth year is that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fourth year player, he's turning into a veteran, he's gonna get a big paycheck. He's something's yeah, if, if you're a young young bloke on that team with Highsmith, listen to him and learn from him and, and watch how he plays. Or watch well, how he gets choke, choke slammed. <laughs> well, that was something that was in some of the press conferences over the last few days. It was Highsmith. There was a question put to Highsmith about, um, it was either Highsmith or one of the other players, but it was basically, what are you learning from TJ Watt? And that, and it was basically, yes, it was another player. But it was basically pointed out that Highsmith is staying back and doing the things that TJ is doing. And I think we talked about this on the Scobros, or the Scobros talked about on the show that we joined earlier this week. Highsmith was expected to pay, play somewhere in that 10 to 12 snaps per game mark. And since Bud's gone down, he's playing 
40, 50 snaps. I mean, it's invaluable experience, but it also creates challenges. And I, I agree with what the Scobros were saying. He's performed pretty well, all things considered. I mean, it's no mean feat to take that on. So, yeah, really awesome to sort of see what Highsmith's doing there. Agree with you. He should have got that award. But, I mean, you look at Kevin Dotson as well. He's going to be one that we sit there back there and go, wow, like, you know, what a pick, what a steal in the yeah. fourth round. I saw his press conference over the last 48 hours as well. And, you know, you just see the fire in him. And he was saying how he's moved from feeling just comfortable to be able to start to now saying, you know, and he was sort of asked, you know, how did you feel going up against DeForest Buckner? Everyone said you did so well blocking him. And he sort of said, yeah, like I did. And now I feel comfortable. But he said, what I want one day is to be someone to go, oh, look at that defensive rookie. He's had to go up against Kevin Dotson. So you're seeing that fire in Kevin mm -hmm. Dotson. So, and you saw the impact and Jeffrey Benedict has talked about this as well. The impact of having him in the, in the lineup last week. I mean, that delivered that Colts game, you know, absolutely supported that offensive line in the Colts. He's just a big unit. I think we have our, did you see our first uh, super chat? Did you want to bring that up or you want me to go back and get it? Yeah, you can grab that one if you want. Uh, bear with me, guys. I've got to get my mouse up here. Um, just me put in, I think it's, do I just click it? Here we go. There we go. Um, just me says, welcome, blokes. Uh, me and Mark have a history. Uh, just me runs the Spokane Steelers, if I'm correct. And when the world opens up, I'm definitely coming over to Spokane and having a beer um, in one of your local pubs. Uh, Matty, good <laughs> to see you. Good luck uh, on your show. Thanks, Just Me. I appreciate that. Yeah, and thank you for kicking off our Super Chats. Um, yeah. So really grateful for those. And obviously, you know, the way that a lot of you – I mean, there's a lot of, you know, regulars in this live chat. But, you know, as, as we always go with the Super Chat, you don't need to do that if you don't want to, but it is something that we appreciate. It does send it to the top, and we'll definitely address that question if it comes up. But look, Mark, there's other breaking news, which probably has come through as we were going to – we were preparing to go to air as well. I th see Brad Jewett sort of saying that – Ebron and Cassius Marsh might be on the COVID list as well. So um, that's going to be interesting to see, and, and we might have a look at that later into the show. But we were just talking a little about the Colts there. Going back to that game last week, you know, the Steelers came back. I mean, that comeback, 17 points in the second half. I mean, it was light and day. I mean, you said to me that you was ended up seeing a lot more of the Jets game. I watched but, the Jets. <laughs> I mean, talk about that cliche of a game of two halves. I mean, it's very different to where the Steelers were sitting in the first half versus the second half. Um, you know, what stood out to you about that? Just, you know, super top line. Well, yeah, firstly, so I, like I put away my fan card for a little bit. I, I, cause the Steelers are going bad for four games in a row. I just couldn't handle the, the flat offense anymore. So I went to the Jets game cause I were up. Um, but I ended up coming back. Uh, one of my mates in America said to me, they just went, they went, they ran the ball four times and they couldn't get, oh, they, sorry. They, they, four plays on the goal line and couldn't get a touchdown. So I came back after that. And then all I saw was Big Ben sling it to DJ. And that's what we need. That was a huge play. That's that it. was so big. Like he, that ball was um, on the money right in front where it needed to be. And DJ laid himself out and, you know, there's a quick seven points. And I think we end up scoring 17 points in like 11 minutes. Um, even the plays after that, I know, I know you saw this too is when our defense held them for three and out, I think the next drive, the energy on that sideline changed. It, you could pan over it, and everyone was just so excited, high-fiving each other, pumping each other up, you know, probably because the defense was off the field, you know, like they didn't want to <laughs> just just get out of there. So, but yeah, if we can have a bit of a run now, and like, like I still think we have a big chance, but I know that those four games and leading into that one, uh, Steeler fans, we, we just like, 
we feel flat, didn't we? Like, yeah. I, I don't like, I was like, why are we doing the same plays every time? Well, this is the thing. The criticism going into the game was the Steelers have been playing soft. Randy Feek, no, no creativity. And then they come out of the gates like that. And, and this yeah. is the thing that I think leads to this sort of sentiment when we're 11-0 and about the Steelers being the worst 11-0 and team is that there's not a lot of confidence often when we come out of the gate. You know, it's this slow start. And that's all well and good. And when you've got the talent that the Steelers have got, fine. But come playoffs time, you can't afford to be down, you know, because at the end of the day, we don't have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback as good as Big Ben is. We don't have Tyreek Hill there. We don't necessarily going to be able to come back with a dynamic offense. And we don't have a running back we can rely on. You know, we are quite one-dimensional at the moment. So to let let other teams get this start on you, it was, it was crazy. But I want to go to the, the touchdown that Juju scored. I don't know about you, Mark, but when I saw that ball spiral and I saw the way he caught that ball, it just, the play reminded me of some of the success of, you know, three and four years ago when we you just could rely on the Steelers' offense. Like, it looked like the Steelers of, of, of old in a way. It was very different to what we'd seen. And I'd have got a lot of confidence from, from that ball. Equally, when Ben was the fourth and one and Ben threw it to Juju to get over the line, it was fourth and two or whatever it was, like really short there instead of running it. Now, fine. One would one would prefer that we had a running back that we could actually get that first down with, but at the same time, that just it, Ben was clinical. I think that's the thing about those two passes. We saw the clinical Big Ben. Well, it's definitely like with a uh, 2016 2017, it felt like when you watch the offense, nothing would go wrong. Like yeah. you, you, the ball was going everywhere. We had AB, we had all those kind of guys. Um, people were going deep, and we just yeah, we didn't really see a flat offense. And Big Ben could play his game. And now with that that touchdown to Juju, that was about thirty yards. We need to see that more. We need to see that that play to develop. And we, all we have been seeing is um, the short passing, and, you, and Big Ben can't get that that next man um, further than the sticks. And you just can't keep playing the short passing game. It doesn't work. It doesn't work the whole game. It works in spurts, like with Juju in that fourth and one. Um, that definitely works. But look, th- this team, like we shouldn't have been in that in that. Um, setting of, of losing by that much but they had they had some medal and they came back and you know they won the game which was quite surprising like i i, I still feel i still feel really bad this is one of the games I, did, I just didn't watch i didn't watch for a quarter i never i never do that i just never but if this was the whole season and then uh you know we had a bad game here bad game there because we had that stretch of four or five games it was so hard to watch and then flat so you know i'm i'm hoping to see something uh this week just the um, people get together and just just fire up like this. Just got to be some you know dots and energy inside of them. That's it. That's it. But I want to go to Juju Smith Schuster. Let's talk a little bit about him because he's obviously had this, this sort of narrative the last sort of three, four, five weeks um, that's sort of gone on around the TikTok and the dancing on the logos and what have you. He turned up from catching nine receptions from thirteen targets, one touchdown, long of twenty five, but the ninety six yards. I mean. You know, we sort of have this number that one 100, 125 yards is an awesome game for a wide receiver. But if you look at the type of defense that the Colts had, that's a massive performance from Juju. You know, he does the hard yards. He does what's asked of him. Doesn't complain like, you know, AB. You know, the same with Deontay Johnson. He obviously showed up with that long ball. And it feeds into really what we're seeing, you know, as this comment says from the live chat, you know, stop treating the receivers like they're one-trick ponies. Yeah. I think... You know, 
when we go back to the start of the season and we look what was really working, we sort of we talked about this pick your poison offense, right? Now it also helped them by then because teams were still figuring out how much the steals were going to go away from the run. But I think we need to have a bit more, and you know, perhaps it comes with Ben. I mean, if we had the drop passes, then Ben said himself he wasn't playing as well. I'm just hoping that the performance in the second half against the Colts allows the Steelers to go into the playoffs and have a bit more confidence in what these wide receivers can do because there's a lot of talent there. Once the defense respects that deep ball like they started to do, even yeah. our mate even our mate Tony Romo said it, which I don't know if in, in the live mm-hmm. chat, if, it, if you're a fan of Romo, I'm I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, as a fan, mate, I'm, sick of, I'm sick of hearing Romo call the plays. I just want to watch it. Let me watch it. He calls a play before it happens and ruins it. <laughs> but he also, like, there's nothing good to say about the Steelers. So uh, he's not my mate. That's for certain. He's he, not my mate. He doesn't, oh, uh, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't like the Steelers at all. And he, he said that once the um, they threw that first deep ball, then they went, oh, the Colts had to respect um, the, the bigger plays, which opens everything up. But at the same time, we didn't need to run the game, uh, run the ball, because we had such a good success with a short passing game. So it opens everything up. Um, yeah, I think this is a critical point where it's the Browns. I still think as an organization, you got to go in and beat them, and then the playoffs with players out. I still, I still think we have a chance now. This, this is the, this is the start of the run. It has to be. That's it. That's it. But I mean, obviously, and then we go into this week, and it's 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 a bit different there in terms of you know not having Bennett quarterback. How does that change it? You know, different rests. Like you would expect them to give Juju really limited number of reps. You'd expect to see more from Claypool, Washington, given Mason's history with Washington as well. But also I want to go across to the defensive side of the football as well. I mean, you saw the value of having Vinny back there. Tomlin said that in the post-match press conference, you know, the call and the plays, you know, he might not be the best. Well, we know he's not the best pass covering middle linebacker or inside linebacker, but at the same time makes a big difference. I thought Avery, like Avery Williamson, again showed out. Though I mean that sackle, the sack. Sorry, not sackle, but the sack, <laughs> the two tackles for a loss, the the fourteen tackles, nine solo. I mean, massive performance from Avery. And you got to think when we've got Avery, we've got Vinny, we can get Spillane back in the next week or two. That that inside linebacking core is starting to look really healthy in rotations and what have you. Oh, definitely, Vinny. Vinny was. From the first few plays, even when they were losing a little bit, Vinny up the middle is just something special. It's it's something out of the you know the eighties football. It's just I'm going to run on my man. I'm going to do my job, hit him hard, and then we'll you know get some tackles uh, for a loss. Uh, Williamson's playing playing really well, but he's only been there now three or four or four, five games or something, or four games or whatever. Yeah. So he's just learning. He's just learning the defense. So and all these players are going to start to help TJ. TJ is going to be a beast no matter what. But we get these players all, all around him, and Nelson's playing really good, and then, then um, Minka at the back. And, yeah, we're starting to name names again like we did in our first few shows because there's, there's so many people on this defense that can help out. But it does start – I do agree with you. It does start with Vinny. If Vincenzo isn't in the middle and he's not providing that leadership and um, a thumper, and we have uh, Marcus Allen and Williamson in there, it's a bit – well, that, that's our weakness. That's it. That's it. And the other thing that was really great to see in this game too, and we, we talked about how he had a couple of quiet games. Yeah, I know what you're laughing at, Mark. All right, we'll bring it up. We'll bring oh, it up. I'll stay, on, I'll stay on course. But uh, one thing, you know, you know you've been accepted when you get a nickname. That's a bit of a thing down under. And I think it's the same thing, you know, in whatever country you're from, environment you're in. Well, Donald's sort of said Sackle is, is a 
Steelers touchdown unders touchdown zone. Um, I still remember when I heard Brian Anthony Davis say touchdown zone live. Um, but you know, we'll see whether they can do a sackle. But a sackle's got a you know, <laughs> just I don't even know. We'll, we'll just put that, that, that the, the, the live chat get, gets on you so fast. That's it, like, mate. That's, that's, that's it. so funny. Um, and nicknames and, and, you know, and terminology stick. So we'll see how we can bring that in. We'll have to do our sackle of the week in the NFL or something as the, as the weeks roll on. But what I was going to say was more is to it. I mean, we talked about to it having a couple of quiet weeks after having that, I think it was like COVID list and what have you. He racked up another sack and now he's got 10 for the season. So we talk about the, the yeah. struggle that, that teams have when they've got, you've got to face TJ Watt and Cameron Haywood. Two, it's a factor. Two, it is a what, factor. What a quiet 10, hey? Quiet 10, big time. Do you remember 10 tackles. <laughs> but but I remember, do you remember like it would have been, well, I think it was four, five, six podcasts ago shows we're doing where we were talking, when I actually brought that up and we'd sort of talked that like, like quietly, two, it had racked up six or seven sacks and he was playing one of his best career years. One, because he's actually stayed, healthy predominantly of predominantly of the time but we just yeah nuts that we could actually like you know see this performance out of him and he's validating that contract that we signed him with so awesome performance with him going into the playoffs as well i know we talked about him a little bit earlier what did you think of alex highsmith you know because for me oh, he balled out he balled out um I, I probably don't watch him as much as uh as you do when yeah. the when the when the ball snaps i'm trying to focus on one person and like who, who am i looking at <laughs> Um, but no, he played really well. Uh, he did a few. He did a few little spin moves. Um, I can't remember that guy who used to be from the Colts. Was Dwight Freeney used to do that little yep. um, spin, and then yeah, um, he did that, and he he was pressuring the quarterback quite a bit. There's a few. Uh, there's a few times I know TJ gets held in every single play, and with a choke slam was ridiculous. Um, oh. But high high Smith, oh, it's just no, yeah, it's no no way. Uh, high Smith was played really well, but I think he was held another time too. Um, before he was going to get to a sack. So if he can start to, you know, play his game and really, really amp this defense up, it's it's not lights out, but it's pretty close. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to turn the dimmer down a little bit. There's, these offenses are going to be very hard to, to go against us. Well, you know, and we can save all the discussions about re-signings and contracts till after the season, but I think it would probably make some fans out there a bit more comfortable if we do lose Bud or when we do lose Bud, you know, come come next season. To, before we head into one of our usual segments, which will be a first, obviously, for the YouTube and, and for live, which is slinging the slang, I wanted to get your opinion, Mark. Was there someone that you thought would show out more last week on offense or defense that let you down? Was there someone that really let you down in that perspective? Oh, it has to be the running game. Um, with, <laughs> you with didn't Connor. expect you expected the running game not to let you down. Oh, I just want to see. You know, you know what? I'm going to go on a bit of a Benny Snell here, and I know a lot of our listeners are really, really high on him, or or it's hard now. But I just don't think he's got the vision. Um, I I don't think he can. Like he's got the heart, and he's it's, maybe it's all in his head. I'm not too sure. But every every running play you see, he just runs into the wall. And he's not going left to right. He can't. He's not decisive on where he wants to go. Um, and then we get we get we get stuffed in the middle. And I watch a lot of NFL and all the other games. And pretty much, you see running backs will get war, um, you know, warm up and start to go three or four yards. And all we need for this offense in the short passing game and, and maybe the deep threat is a four yard run. And we can't get that. 
it's not happening on uh, Benny Snell's terms. Connor, on the other hand, is playing really well and and going at the backfield. But Snell, I'm not even I'm not sure if he's a he's a if if he's a NFL running back at this at this moment, and that's a big call. What well, do you think about Snell? Yeah, so I mean, for me, he had six six carries for zero yards. So you can't. It's difficult to argue with that from the box score that I've got. But I think that, and that, like, and he did end up going backwards because he had a long one. I think it was like two or something. But it's interesting you say that because as you're saying, like running backs throughout the NFL, they can go that three or four yards. How about when you watch a team like the Colts where they've got Jonathan Taylor and then they've got Naheem Hines and they're both gashing the Steelers for long yards? We see several teams, or actually there's probably almost more than half the teams in the NFL. You've got the situation where they've got multiple running backs that can get these first downs, that can get three or four yards, and yet we can't do it. So I agree with you. I think there are limitations with Benny Snell um, big time. But there's a common denominator here and that's, is the and it's been well talked about is is the offensive line creating the holes for them to run through because one thing to blame it on the player equally if you get <laughs> you've got to have somewhere to run you've got to run to the gap you know so I, I think that there's there's that challenge too but as you say it's just there's no one that's really fine that we can have this faith in you know and at the end of the day the Steelers rushed for 22 yards last yards. week well I've got a my favorite play actually of the whole game was Connor's nine-yard run. Yep. And that's where the most creative um, play, I think, had, had, had came because they had put out what I had seen the last few weeks with Samuels and they had like the two – I don't know how to explain it, but you had the two receivers here on the, on the outside and then you had Connor in the backfield and then there was a point where the, the linebacker had the choice to cover Connor or go out to the, the flat and cover the receivers. Now, he did a, a halfback draw, and Connor went right up the middle. Dotson did a great block, and someone else, I think Pouncey was in there too. That was the most creative play I had, I had seen because our running game is not working, and it gave us nine yards. And what they thought that, that we were going to do was pass it because a few weeks back, they did that play to Jalen Samuels. It worked once, but the first two times, it, like he was um, left of Ben, and it, everyone knew it was going to go there. So maybe maybe it's a point now where... The Steelers, like, they know where we're going to be, so let's trick them up a little bit because that was a great run. And he, he could have – he almost got past the linebackers and then past safety. Well, I want to bring up what Snowman is saying in the live chat. Is this week one for Anthony McFarland, you know? And, I mean, it's, oh, it's an yeah. issue with that people out, you know, a couple of players like Maurice Pouncey out of, their, out of the offensive line. But how, how many times have you and I talked about when, when are we going to see McFarland break it for one? Is this the week? Is this the week? That I've, got a, I've got an idea, Maddie. I reckon they should put Dotson at fullback and McFarlane there, and Dotson should carry McFarlane or at least throw him <laughs> over the line. Like pick him up and just go, oh, and then, just, you know, he's got five yards. Surely he can throw McFarlane that far. Mate, you saw him <laughs> pushing the truck when he after he got oh, drafted. He was working a, out. Yeah, he's, like, a, he's, another, he's another key piece, Dotson. He, he's a big unit, and he's – I think he, he's more of a like he, he wants to go downfield and run and run over people. Surely he hasn't had much chance to do that yet. That's it. That's it. Now look, we're almost halfway halfway through halfway through the show, so we're actually going to move one of the segments. So for all the audio listeners, there you'll be used to our slinging the slang. Um, for the YouTube guys, you might not that don't necessarily have listened to our podcast before. It might be a first for you guys. So just as Ben likes to sling the rock, we like to sling the slang, um, that Aussie slang, and so. We generally will come to you with a word each week that we sort of come and give you a bit of an explanation on. We say it, what have you. 
So we're going to do that as we usually do. But we're also really open. If there's anyone in the live chat, just we'll just do this for a couple minutes. If there's any words that you guys might not know or want us to pronounce Aussie or you've heard a word and you don't know what it is or what have you, definitely feel free to ask a question as well and we'll, we'll address a couple of those for a couple of minutes. But Mark, do you have a sling in the slang for the listeners this week? Because yours always crack me up. Uh, I certainly do. So this one, if we have uh, for our fans around the world, I actually saw Mexico in the chat before. Um, we, we play cricket down under. Uh, in England, they play cricket. So I want to have a bit of a phrase here. So with the Browns playoffs, um, you know, they have to win or they're out. So, like, I'm going to put, if I was Bowen or you were, let's, you know, let's put you, you know, Matty Shane Warren. Uh, he's going to bowl a spinner. And we got Baker Mayfield on the Greeks. He's lining up. Next minute, spins right around him, hits the wickets. Back to the pavilion. Out of here, mate. Watching the playoffs from the sideline. <laughs> awesome. So, back to the pavilion. I'm not sure <laughs> if anyone knows who Shane Warne is in the live chat. I'm not sure if anyone knows what a spinner. It's basically Shane Warne was one of the best bowlers in cricket. And think of a spinner as like a curveball, but, you know, we'll, um, in, in baseball. But we'll take it. We'll take it there. That was awesome, Mark. That was great. Look, for me this week... I'm going to bring up one that we had a few weeks back because I think it's really important. I think it's really important for this week's game. And that is the word that we used, which was blinder. We used blinder. So, and I said, for the audio listeners, you've heard that one before. But a blinder, which is sort of, and if you want to use the Aussie accent, you'll say B-L-I-N-D-A, even though you'd spell it B-L-I-N-D-E-R. A blinder is when you've just had the best game, you know, you've knocked it out of the park, you know, it's been blinding with how good you did, you know, and I think when we look at this week's game, we need the regular starters that are playing to go out there and have a few blinders. We need those guys to step up and make it easier for the second, the third string, you know, make it easier on the rookies like your Claypools and your Dotsons. So I'm really interested to see who's going to come out this week and have a blinder, who's going to go and, you know, have the pride in the black and gold jersey, who's going to go out there and take it to the Browns and slam that playoff door shut. I know who, Mike Hilton. <laughs> Mike, well, Mike Hilton, he's the sort of player you'd want to see have a blinder. Yeah, he's going to have – sorry. No, 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 go for it. I was just going to say he's going to have his name and number. Baker, If Baker sees Hilton on the edge, it won't matter. Bacon's got too much ego. He's going to go down. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't think he's going to throw some picks, but we'll save that for part two when we preview <laughs> this week's Browns game. But look, for audio listeners, that's going to leave you there with, with part one of the show. Join us for part two. For all the YouTube listeners, stay tuned, and we'll be back with you in just a moment. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. 
subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.